there's two people, two people in the house tonight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue on with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And why don't we just go ahead and, and start off in uh, 1 Corinthians and refresh. I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, so let's just uh, refresh um, that scripture verse where those are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. And I'll start at verse 7. Father, we thank you for this word this evening, and we pray, Father, that you would just uh, lead our, our conversation, our time together here tonight, that everything, Lord, that you would want to give us understanding and wisdom around, Father, that you would impart that to us, reveal to us uh, exactly the things that we need to learn tonight. We thank you, Father, for your wisdom, for your love, your grace, your mercy that is new every morning. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, verse 7 in chapter 12 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And before we move on, let's go ahead and uh, read a scripture that we've read a couple times in John 16. But we just read through the nine different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I went to read uh, chapter 16 in the book of John, 13 through 15. And this is Jesus speaking. And it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things the that the father has has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So we see that, that God wants to reveal things to his children. He wants to show us things. And he was, he was saying here, Jesus was saying here, that yes, I'm leaving, but another is coming. And he is going to reveal things to you. He's going to show you. He's going to lead you, guide you, comfort you. And he's going to bring you into a place of truth. And so even as we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, we've went through uh, the gifts of power, but we're, we've been going through the last couple times the gifts 
that are revelatory, the revelatory gifts, gifts that reveal. So that's, uh, we're talking about the last one of those tonight, and that is the discerning of spirits. The other was word of wisdom, and then also word of knowledge. So we've went through that. If you've missed that and you're interested in that, you can catch that on our podcast. Uh, we've taken one each night. So it's, it's listed under there as, as word of wisdom and word of knowledge. And tonight we're going to go through discerning of spirits. And this is the last of the revelatory gifts, gifts that reveal. So really what's going on is God reveals something to us. And in this case, it's in the spirit realm. And so these are not, when it talks about discerning of spirits, what is happening is the discerning or the revealing, the distinguishing between spirits or in the spirit realm. So whenever we're talking about this, first we need to understand that we're not just talking about just the demonic. And a lot of times people think that uh, discerning of spirits is only dealing with, well, you know, I'm discerning the demonic is at work. But it's not just that. It's not just the demonic because we can also discern in three other areas. So what are we discerning? First of all, we can discern the Holy Spirit. We can discern when someone has the spirit of God. Have you ever been around somebody and and you just feel like I made a connect with that person? Like I can tell they know Jesus. Like they they are of like faith. And you're discerning that there's something there. And they maybe you've never even talked with them about their faith. Maybe you, they've never even said that they're saved. But it's like something in their spirit is attracted because there you have a bond, which is the Holy Spirit. You're sensing the Holy Spirit. You can also discern angelic presence. You can discern an angelic um they are also spirits, and so the angelic realm can be sensed. There's demonic spirits, but then there is also the spirit of man. And so many times you can discern the spirit of a man. And what I mean by that, we've all been through things in life, right? Situations, not all of them are always good. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. But whenever we come through those things, they affect us, they impact us, they impact our heart. And so in those moments, if we aren't able to cleanse our heart and find truth in those things, like take, for instance, a five-year-old, a four-year-old that goes through a very difficult time in life, and they don't know how to to process everything. They don't know how to process something at a young age. They go through something, and they internalize everything, and they many times think it's, it's their fault when it's not their fault at all. And so they have a perception, or they can be, um, they can carry something that is in their spirit, what might end up becoming a defense mechanism or an approval. They, they have a desire for approval because maybe they were not approved of uh, by their father or by their mother. And so through life, they go through that. You can sense those things in the spirit. And it might not necessarily be a demonic spirit, but a man's spirit carries uh, those things. And if you're in their presence, sometimes you can sense the spirit or the, the man's spirit, the motive or the what's going 
going on in their spirit. In fact, one time I remember a few years back, um, an old friend of ours had, was talking to us about just the, the things of God and the, and the things of the spirit. And she made the comment, she's like, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes I can go through the grocery store and I'm walking along and I'll just pass by somebody and I just, I feel like depression all of a sudden. Or I feel uh, something on them and, and it's like it comes, n- not, that, not that it's coming on me, but it's like I feel what they feel. And I said, well, it's discerning, you're discerning what's going on with them. And I said, you know, and God doesn't just show us those things just to show us so we can have information. You know, he wants us to be able to be the light. He wants us to be able to bring truth into that person's life and into their situation and their understanding. So many times he's showing you that so you can pray for them and bring them into a place of knowing God and revealing Christ to them. So we discern in those different areas. To discern, it actually comes from a Greek word that means to discern or distinguish lookalikes. To discern or distinguish lookalikes. Meaning, have you ever heard or you ever read the scripture in, I believe it's in, uh, it's in 2 Corinthians, that Satan um, disguises himself as an angel of light? Let's go ahead and turn there real quick because I want you to, to see that in 2 Corinthians. Chapter 11. We're going to read 13 through 15. And and Paul here is is dealing with an issue of false prophets and false apostles and so he's he's talking to the the church there in Corinth and he's explaining something to them because you know they were doing well and then it was like they started getting off course and he's warning them about these people that have come into their congregation and he says in verse 13 for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ and no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works but we see here that Satan does transform or disguises himself as an angel of light. So he doesn't come down and with horns and, and a pitchfork and a long tail with a pointy end and, and, and try to get us to do something. The things that he tries to deceive us with are things that look or are surrounded by light. It sounds good. It sounds maybe even wise. And it sounds like it could bring a hope. But the thing is, there are things that we can discern in our spirit and know that it's not right. And even though the on the outside it might look like it, it might look like it's the real deal. But in, in our spirit, something's not right. Something's not clicking. And it just doesn't feel right. And so there's that discernment that God wants us to have 
have so that we are protected from evil things. And so here, Paul's trying to tell them there are false apostles, there are false prophets that are trying to come in and they're trying to masquerade themselves as, as light. And the things that they're saying may sound great, but they are not. Their motive is off. And they, they look like their father, the devil. So we have to understand that just if something is evil, it's, it's not going to necessarily look evil. It's not going to come in a package of evil. Some things do look evil, but that's not how Satan starts things out. He starts things out with something that looks light. It looks uh, good. In fact, <coughs> Kenneth Hagin, I was reading a, one of his books today, and he uh, he gave the example of a, a preacher that was in the platform, and this preacher was actually giving people their um, names, their how much money they had in their pocket. Uh, he was, like, pointing out, like, it, it looked like word of knowledge. It looked like, oh, this is your name. You have this much in your purse. You've got this going on. But uh, Kenneth Hagin was setting a up on the platform and a voice comes to him which was the Holy Spirit and says he has a familiar spirit and he was just kind of like you know kind of looked and was like was that the voice of the Lord or did somebody come behind me and there was nobody there but he knew it was God's voice telling him what the motive or what the spirit was behind that because that's supernatural so there would be no way to know what's in somebody's purse, no way to know what's in their pocket or what their name is without supernatural information. Well, we talked a couple weeks ago that that's what familiar spirits do. They are familiar with people, their routines, their families, what their, what their actions are, what, they, what their normal routines are, and, and even their family lineage. And they will feed that information to a person, and that person will look like they have a supernatural gifting. But he was operating by an evil spirit, a familiar spirit, and it was not the spirit of God. And that's why in the Old Testament, God would warn time and time again, if there were sorcerers, witches, anyone that was dabbling in that stuff, they were to be killed. Because once it infiltrated into the camps, then people would begin to search out things for what they wanted to know, not by God, but instead by witches or by people that were operating through spirits. And he's, God doesn't want us to operate by other spirits. He wants us to rely on his Holy Spirit. Let's turn to Hebrews. Chapter 5. So when we're talking about discerning, we're distinguishing between what is good and what is evil. What is of God? What is not of God? And like I said, it can also, we can discern whether something uh, is an angelic being or whether or not uh, a person's in a man's spirit and what the motive of their heart is. 
And like I said, you can, you can, someone can say something on the outside and everything sounds good, but the motive of their heart is not right. And so they can, you know, a person can come up and everything that's coming out of them, their words, their purpose, what looks like their vision, it, it can sound right. It can look right. But then you can get a, a discernment in your spirit that something doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's of God. It doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of the Holy Spirit. It feels like there's an off motive. And that's what God wants to give us so that we understand when to um, come alongside someone and when to steer clear of them. Because it's there for our protection. And we'll get into that in a little bit. What, what is the purpose of discerning of spirits? We'll get into that. But I wanted to show you this verse also in chapter 5, verse 14. And it says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and and evil. Now, I want to point that out because that word discern is the same exact word that's used in discerning of spirits. And what he's saying here, by constant use, habitual use, using it, exercising it over and over and over, and by doing so, they exercise it to the point, in fact, that word exercise or trained They've trained their senses. That word trained comes from the word gymnasio, which is where we get the word gymnasium. So it's like the place where you work out and you practice and you exercise and you train for this very moment. And so by training, you can also learn to recognize or discern between good and evil. There are some things after you've been around it long enough, you just begin to discern and you know what's going on. Now, there is a supernatural element where, where God can show you something and he can actually show you uh, something in the spirit realm where you're actually seeing it in the spirit realm. But then there are times through the exercise or the training that you can come to know between good and evil, what, whether or not someone's motive is good or whether or not their motive is evil, whether the spirit behind it is of God or whether or not it's, it's of, of the enemy or whether it's just that man's spirit. Does that make sense? Is there anything you guys want to add?
check. There we go. Praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm here. So, but, you know, as she was talking about, um, you know, seeing something in the spirit, there was, a, we were in a meeting one time, and um, there was a, a specific person that was in the meeting, and I, and I felt a certain thing around, around a, a female that was in the church. And, and I was just like, my, my radar was up. You know, your, your radar will get kind of just, you know, go off to, to, to begin to pay attention to things. And, you know, even around the gifts. And, and in my spirit, I seen this girl respond a certain way. And I looked at Miranda and I said, did you see that? And she said, see what? And I said, did you see that girl? And she was like, no, I didn't see that. But the, the Lord was showing me something specifically about a person and you know, and at that point, I knew that I knew that I needed to pray. I knew God had brought me into a place of of interceding right then and there over what I had just seen, and um, and and that person actually left the meeting as a result of me praying. And I and I believe that was something that you know, and I, you know, so you can actually see into the spiritual realm. I, you know, I you know, I just I think that's pretty wild. I've had it happen a few times. I don't happen. It doesn't happen often. But I have had that happen where, you know, you, you, can, you can see that, that spirit. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I would just want to point out that be careful that you're not chasing after. Don't chase that, no. You no. know, it, it's God will reveal things as, as it needs to be revealed. He says to desire the spiritual gifts, but never, never replace the spiritual gifts with God. You know, you're, you're chasing after him and who he is. So don't try to chase after the spiritual and, and allow that to wrap up your time. Because the enemy can, can come in and, and show you things too. And then you think, oh, God showed me something. Or, you know, I mean, people think that they get revelations all the time whenever they're, they're you know, mushrooms, smoking weed, whatever, and then they think that they got some great revelation. You know, God gave me this new revelation, and it, and it wasn't at all. It was it was the the stuff you're smoking. So, um, not that you guys are doing that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying there are some people that go to church seriously and and do this and think that they seriously got a revelation from God and then they'll bring it to church and say I got a re- I got a revelation pastor you know and, and you're like what were you doing when you got that revelation <laughs> were you praying no smoking <laughs> so uh, just I just wanted to say don't chase after uh, those things and and you're trying to pursue uh, that spiritual realm. Desire the gifts, pray for the gifts, but don't allow it to get topsy-turvy there. Um, I do want to say, too, that what, what discerning of spirits is not. It is not suspicion. There are people that get there. They, they do have the gift of suspicion. They, sus, they, they get, what is that word? suspicious about everything you know oh I think this person is doing this and I think that person you know and they're always like trying to to make something out of something you know and that is not discerning of spirits they're just being suspicious um so it's not it's not suspicion it's not being overly spiritual where you spiritualize everything and then you think that that's the discerning of spirits uh well you know that was 
there was three clouds, and, and I believe those were three angels that were there. And, and so I was discerning that there was some angelic beings in the, in the heavens watching over me that day. Don't over-spiritualize uh, things and call it discerning of spirits, um, and which is another thing, too. It is discerning of spirits. Not, it's not the gift of discernment. It is the gift of discerning of spirits. You're discerning the uh, spirits behind something. So it's you're distinguishing the spirit behind something. Uh, and it's not reading faces and nonverbal cues and be, uh, body language, which is a natural thing. There's people that, that have degrees in that, you know, and they can read body language and say, see, this right here, you know, they were, they were crossing their arms, and that means they were resisting what was being said. And, and, you know, well, maybe they were just cold, you know, who knows. But it, it's not that. This is a supernatural gift, and it's, it's spoken by, from God's spirit to your spirit. It's revealed from God's spirit to your spirit. It is not you reading body language and, and going, well, you know, I saw them roll their eyes so I could tell, and I discerned that, that they were disgusted. You know, it's, it's not that. Um, and it's not a personality clash that you have with someone. <laughs> <laughs> because you're aggravated with their personality, and so then you want to like tack something on and call it a spiritual, you know, spiritual discernment. Um, you know, they're just this, and and so th I think they have a spirit of da 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 da. da you know, because you're button heads with them. So it's not a personality clash either. But it and and even non-believers can discern those things. You know what I'm saying? Like non-believers can look at body language. Non-believers can look at, at someone else and, and read the body language or, or get suspicious or uh, have personality clash and call somebody, you know, whatever. But that's not what it is. He speaks to your or reveals something to your spirit. It's an impression. It can be something that you see in the spirit or it can be something that you discern in your spirit. It's not thought up. It's something you discern because when you get back into the head, then you're trying to logically figure out what's going on. But it's discerned in your spirit. Something in your spirit just either feels like, yes, I, I, there's a sensing here that I'm at peace with this, or there's a sensing here that I have a real uneasiness about this, even though it looks good. And like I said, you can also have dreams and visions. God can reveal things to you in dreams and visions as well, and you can discern uh, maybe what's going on behind a person in the spirit of, of the person or the spirit behind the person uh, through dreams and visions as well. You want to add something? You hit a lot of what I was going to say, but um, the uh, so well, first of all, I want to say that you, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost for these gifts to operate. Secondary, like Pastor Miranda said, you don't possess the gifts. You don't just, last year I got the, the gift of discern, discerning of spirits, and now it's on me all the time. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's released by the Holy Spirit as he wills. Another thing I heard today was that your, your flesh deals in the area of feelings. Your mind deals in the realm of reason, but your spirit is what God deals with. That's, that's the Bible says the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. 
searching all the inward parts. So that's why all these things are, they're not naturally discerned. You can get that. Like she said, you can read body language and you can, and think you're, or, or people have premonitions or they see things and they're constantly saying, well, there's always angels. Well, there's not that many encounters in the Bible where the men of God actually spoke or angels spoke to them on a weekly basis. It was very rare and it was very unique when it did happen. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but for, for that to happen, the Holy Spirit is always going to lead you in those areas. It's, you don't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit is basically what I wanted to emphasize there. It's not something you do where you walk around and, and you're just discerning things because you have that gift. The Holy Spirit's going to minister your spirit and speak to that and reveal these things to you. And, and you do have to learn to gauge what's feelings and, and what is discerned in the spirit. Because you could have a, a world of feelings about something. Uh, and, like, for example, someone can, um, let's take a relationship, for example. Someone could be like, oh, this guy, he really loves me. I just feel it. You know, I just feel so loved when I'm with them. But the thing is, their motive may be way off. And they may not be of God at all. But just because you feel loved and accepted it's filling a void of what you want to feel but it doesn't mean that that person's spirit or their motive is right all it's doing is filling an empty place in your life that hasn't yet been filled with christ does that make sense okay so you have to gauge between what is feelings and what is actually discernment through the spirit through god Romans 8.14 says, for as many are led by God are the sons of God. So even though, I just want to make this point real quick, because something may not necessarily be the discerning of spirits. You may not necessarily be discerning, of, be discerning a spirit, but God can still lead you away or to something. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're going, oh, well, I discern that, that this spirit is in operation or, or that the Holy Spirit's all over. But God can lead you by his Holy Spirit because you're a child of God. And he can lead you into paths of righteousness and truth, which is what he always wants to do. And there may not be any discernment of spirits going on, but he's leading you in the way of righteousness. So the discernment part comes in more when you actually begin to discern the spirit that is at work or uh, in which spirit. I'm, I don't mean necessarily that you have to know exactly which spirit, but what I'm meaning is whether or not something is the Holy Spirit, whether something is uh, even angelic. There was a time when we were in K&I, and like Brother Don says, you know, it, it's not like everybody's having angelic visitations all the time. If they do happen many times, it's a, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Uh, and most people go through life without angelic visitations. But this one particular time we were in K&I, um, and it was a Sunday morning, and I was getting ready to preach, and as soon as I, I got up to the, the platform, I knew in my spirit that there were angelic hosts around that church. And I knew that they were, it was like they were stationed at the four corners. And I knew that if I could see in the spirit, I knew I would see them there. And it wasn't that I saw them with my physical eye, but it, I knew it in my spirit. 
I knew they were there. There would be no, it, it was a very strong impression in my spirit. And so I knew they were there. And I'm not, I'm not a person that walks around saying that they talk about angels or see angels all the time because I'm not. That was the one and only time that I ever sensed that. There have been times when I believe that angelic um, hosts actually delivered us from um, danger and car wrecks and things like that because there was no way we, we would have made it out of it uh, without that. You know, I mean, you're just kind of like, and then you realize, oh, we passed each other and, and what happened? It would have had to have been an angel, you know, but it's not like I sensed it or saw it, but there are angelic hosts that are there for us. They are ministers to those who are heirs of salvation. Um, an example of sensing the spirit of a man, if you remember Jesus, whenever he called Nathaniel and he said, Nathaniel, here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile, no bitterness, no uh, deceivement. He was sensing the spirit of Nathaniel, that you are a man of integrity and of honesty. And so he was sensing uh, Nathaniel's spirit. Um, so I just wanted to, to point that out. Even, even the men that were on the walk to Emmaus after Jesus had already risen and the men were walking to Emmaus and then it was after uh, Jesus had left them and had revealed himself to them. And he was, they were like, did our hearts not burn within us? It was like, we felt that, but we just thought it was just a person walking with us from one town to the next. But we didn't realize. But our hearts, didn't our hearts burn within us? Like we knew something was different there. And it was like they were discerning the, the spirit. They were discerning the spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. And I, I want to say, too, that, you know, just very quickly, man is made up of three parts. You have, you have the body, you have the soul, you have the spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, everything that goes on in your brain, your willpower, the emotions, the feelings. Um, that is your soul. You live inside a body. That's your shell. But you are a spirit. See, most people think that their body is them. That's just your shell. Who you are is your spirit. You have or live in a body, and God has given us a soul to bridge the gap. Because our spirit and our body cannot relate to one another. A spirit and a body can't relate. But the soul is there to be able to bridge that. So what happens is even when God speaks to your spirit, then, the, then your spirit is then telling your soul what to do about it. Your soul has to make a decision whether it's going to follow the spirit or whether it's going to follow the flesh. So when God speaks to us, he's speaking to our spirit. And that's when we have to discern and keep, keep the, the feelings, the logic, the reasoning out of it and and pay attention to what he's speaking to our spirit and really that is the the test that is something that we have to and I would encourage each one of you like test yourself in those things like don't think that God only speaks to you on the big stuff like 
well, you know, once every two, three years, you know, when I have a big decision that I have to make, then I really, then I really like try to lean on God and ask him for the right, the right uh, course. And, and then I'm really inclining my ear to him. Like, Ask him the other little things. Allow him to speak to you in the, in the smaller things in life. And practice those moments because those are the moments you don't want to take a chance on a big thing and be like, well, I think that was God and I, I think that he told me to do this and I'm going to step out and, and make this big move or this big investment or this big whatever. You know, I'm going to marry this guy. I think it was God. Well, that's a big choice. That's a big decision. And then, then, then you have the rest of your life, right? So you want to know that you're hearing God's voice. So practice it uh, with the smaller things and, and get used to those conversations with God. The leading of the Holy Spirit. The leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible even talks about spiritual eyes spiritual ears, and spiritual sensings. So those are things uh, that are biblical. In fact, he, you know, it even talks about, you know, that they're ever seeing but never perceiving. Why? Because they were ever seeing physically but never perceiving in the spirit. In fact, he said you're able to, to look and discern the, the things of this physical realm you look at the sky, and when the sky is red, you say this, and when the sky is this color, you say that, but you're not discerning of the times. And he's saying you, you weren't discerning of this moment in the spirit and what's going on. You have, you have like no antenna up in the spirit is pretty much what he's saying. Everything that you do is done in your physical realm, but you've got no spiritual antennas up. You've, like, packed them up a long time ago. They're in your backpack, and, and, and you haven't gotten them out. And so he's saying you, you don't have discernment in the spirit. You're discerning things in the flesh. So God wants us to discern in the spirit, to be led by the spirit. I remember one time we were in, um, well, we were in Hana, and <laughs> I won't say the name. Um, some of you know who I'm talking about, um, the guy that would sit in the graveyard and, and and smoke weed right beside the church when we're trying to have service and all the smoke would like come in, come into the church and, and minister Lee Howe would like yell at him and say, Hey, get out of there. (laughs) But this, this guy, he was, he was a little off. And I remember we had, had drove up to um, the grocery store, the Hunter Ranch store one day and, and Pastor Brad and I had went inside well, that left Zane, I don't know, Zephyr must have went inside with us. It left Zane in the car with Gracia. And so the two of them were sitting in the car. Gracia was probably, I don't know, maybe 10. And Zane would have been around the, around the age of 13. Well, this guy was walking around out in the parking lot. <laughs> and he starts coming towards the car. And he's got something in his hands. And, and you know, he's kind of wild looking. And so he's, he's, like, trying to talk to them. And he's got this intense look. And, of course, you know, Zane handles things <laughs> very differently than Gracia, the 10-year-old girl. She's like... <gasps> roll the window up, roll the window, saying roll the window up. And she's like freaking out. But she she was discerning in her spirit like this guy is off, like he's not right. And Zane, Zane is, you know, he's sitting there laughing the whole time. And he's like talking to him <laughs> because he, he just he just deals with things differently. But, <laughs> 
But Gracia was freaking out because she was discerning something in her spirit. We've been in the store before, and we're checking out. And, and here's the checkout line, and she's on this side of me. The bags are over here, and then someone comes in behind, and she looks, and all of a sudden she gets over, and she moves to the other side of me. And then she's sitting there going, the guy, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> because she was discerning, and there was something off there. But in her spirit, it's like it didn't look like it on the outside. But in her spirit, she knew. She was discerning something in her spirit. And sometimes kids can even discern things uh, quicker than adults can because adults have got all this reasoning and logic through the years. And, you know, they're going, well, they look fine, and they seem really nice, you know. And they're, oh, honey, go give them a hug, you know. But the child's like, mm, <laughs> you know, because they, they're discerning something. They don't have all of these formats and, and traditions and things in their head that, are, that they're trying to work through and go, well, you know, it's the polite thing for me to do. They don't care, you know. All they know is what they're feeling or they're sensing in their spirit and they're sensing something's wrong with this person. Points? Uh, two things you were talking about, the, um, the tra training your human spirit. You were talking about exercise and that, that word there, that you, you, the Greek word you gave. But it, that's, that's very important is, is training your spirit to recognize he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Eyes to see, understanding. Though you, you can train your, your, your human spirit. And that was the other part I was going to say because the, the, he deals with your spirit. So your spirit, the, there's that what we call the inner witness just as you know that you're born again or that you're filled with the Spirit, that's out, of your, that's out of your belly. That's the inner witness. It's not because you logically figure it out or you reason it out. You just know in your spirit. Many times people say, well, how do you know you're saved? I just know that I'm born again. Well, how do you know? Because your spirit bears witness with you, the Bible says, that you are the son of God, so, uh, sons and daughters of God. So even dealing with discerning of spirits and the gifts of the Spirit Always go with the witness of the Spirit. If you feel a check like Pastor Miranda said, many times children are just so, so innocent and they've not really entered in that area of reason and logic and, and, and where it cancels out a lot of times things that are spiritually. I believe the Bible says if you become as a child, you'll not even see the kingdom of God. So a lot of times we've got to shut this off and go with our inner witness of our, our, of our spirit man. And I, that's key, I believe, in, in flowing in the gifts of the spirit, especially in this arena, because the, the Lord will warn you. He'll help you. He'll encourage you. You'll get a check, just even in decisions that you're making. You might be trying to do business with somebody, and they might be a shyster. And the Holy Spirit will, will give you that discernment, especially in the, because that's what I'm saying, that the Holy Spirit working hand in glove with you. Even if you don't know something, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you trying to show me? If you look in the Word of God, the Bible, the Lord would show the, the man of God something. What he'd say, understand thou what, thy, what you see? And then he would go explain it to him. So the Holy Spirit's not going, ah, oh, you're an idiot. You didn't get it. Just ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to understand what is it that I'm seeing? What, why do I feel this check or this uneasiness in my spirit? It's not about always throwing a fleece out, but it's getting a witness of the Spirit. So I want to really emphasize that, the witness of the Spirit. If you're born again and you're Holy Spirit filled, your spirit, man, works hand in glove with the Holy Spirit. And just to add, you know, he said ask, and that's the one thing that, that you know, 
you, you should ask. You, you know, be, be in relationship with God where you ask him. But on another note, um, involve counsel. Have, have a spiritual accountability in your life because I, I can go back, look, look now, where there's a few times where I wish that I had spiritual accountability, you know, that accountability in my life over a decision that I was making, you know, for someone to, to be able to discern that situation. It could be just a situation or natural, natural wisdom or even spiritual wisdom or counsel. And it's the one thing that, you, you know, can really, um, if, you get, if you get a check in your spirit over something, pay attention to that. You, you know, pay attention to, you know, I, I can get excited very easily. I, I, I'm a visionary. I like to, to move the ball. However, you know, if, if there's a check, evaluate the check and then run it by. I mean, that's, you know, as, as pastors, I mean, even in the role when some of you guys that are life group leaders and you lead ministries and you're helping in that, you begin to feel accountable to the groups and people that you run. And, and, and you're, you're connected to them. So God will begin to even, even if you're a life group leader or, or doing something like that, you'll, you'll, as you're praying for those people, you're praying for, you know, you're, you're also discerning things. That you, you're discerning uh, in the spiritual realm, you know, even things that might be going on. You know, you know a lot of times it's, it's you know, I ask people, how you doing? You okay? Things good? You know, I, it's a general thing. But sometimes, you know, there are things that you, you will pick up in the spirit you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Do everything you can do to be accountable. It's the one thing that that the body of Christ, that, you know, the church will be strengthened, you know, as, as we grow stronger in, in those areas. And, um, you know, and I, I wish somebody probably w- would have told me, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was younger as a Christian because there were things where I'm learning, like you said, you're learning about the the operation of, of, of the gifts of the Spirit and to be able to ask questions, and that's what this is about. The, you know, these meetings are about this, to be able to ask, to, to share, is this right, is that wrong? It happened last night in our Go Team meeting, and it was just a powerful, you know, Greg was able to minister, Don was able to minister, you know, you know just through, uh, you know, through basically it was a dream, you know, the interpretation of a dream. And, and, and you know, here were people that could, could, you know, provide that information right there in that meeting, and that, that's... That's exactly what, you know, and everybody leaves with a big smile on their face. Nobody's mad. Nobody's, you know, you know, ripping each other apart or anything. We, you know, it, and it was just really cool. So I, I don't know. I, I just think that's the thing about the gifts of the Spirit and the body of Christ, life groups, wherever you're at. Keep it real. Be real. The, you know, the, this stuff's for the body, and we grow in it. We exercise this stuff. But, you know, have people around you that, you know, hey, I got a question. I felt this. Or, you know, I felt this way around the person. You know, go to, go to Pastor Miranda and say, you know, you know, women, you know, go to her and, you know, and ask her, you know, I felt this, what do you think? You know, and, you know, you can pick up on things in the spirit. Same here with guys. You know, I, I pray for men in our house, you know, over a variety of different things. And so, you know, if I pick up on something, I'll ask some of the guys, how's this? How you, how are you walking out this right now? You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the body coming together. So that's just one added, uh, I guess, two things there, but. Yeah. And you know, if you're if you're a married couple, like don't don't um what's the word I'm looking for? <coughs> Find the benefit in that. Because there are times that if you're both if you're both Christians, you know, there are times when you can bounce something off of the other one because 
you might be connected more emotionally to a situation or to somebody and you're not seeing quite clearly, whereas the other one might see something you're not seeing. Or you bounce it and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Are you feeling that? You know, so uh, utilize that as well. Um, and yeah, I want to go through the, the purposes. Um, you know, you're kind of starting to hit on that a little bit. What are the purposes of, of this gifting? Well, number one, when you're praying with someone, you might pick up or discern something that's going on with that person. Um, it could be a, a spirit that, they, that needs to be um, cast out. Or, like I said before, you could pick up a spiritual um, sensing that that person, whether it's uh, jealousy, anger, greed, you could pick up those types of adultery. You could pick up things in the spirit that it may not necessarily be directly tied with that. Um, we all know that all those things come from hell, but what I'm saying are some things can come from a place of I've put this in my life as a defense mechanism. I put this in my life because I don't want to be hurt again. So, you know, I, I got this anger build up or this bitterness or this jealousy or this, you know, I, you know, it's, I manipulate or I do this or I do that, you know. So those things you might be able to pick up on. But it's for you also to pray sometimes. So if you have a relationship with that person enough to where you can pray for that, then pray for that. Uh, sometimes if God's showing you something, it might be for a later date. If that, if it's a very sensitive topic, you might say, hey, do you care if I meet with you? Uh, gauge the situation because it's never about to embarrass or to hurt someone. It's always for the benefit of them gaining freedom. So be sensitive. It's not about you boasting that you've got something revealed to you. It's always about the person and their healing and their freedom. So uh, praying for people, uh, it's also for the purpose of whether it's your home, your finances, your business, your church to keep it safe. If you are over anything, whether it's your home and your family, whether it's uh, a business, <coughs> church, whatever it is, you're responsible for that domain. And so God will give you, in fact, even if you move into a position, and if you have that position and the authority of that position, you may start operating at a different level of discernment because now if you're in a position, God might start showing you things because you're responsible for all those things under you. So God can begin to show you something. There are, are things that, that I never understood quite until I became a pastor, and then it was that God began to reveal things because, because it, before it was none of my business. If I was just a congregation member, it wasn't any of my business what someone else was doing because it, that, they, weren't, they weren't under me for any reason. But as a pastor, he's going to reveal, or a life group leader, he might reveal something to you because you're overseeing those people. You're pastoring or you're counseling those people. So you have to be careful in how you're dealing with it. Deal with it with sensitivity, but do not be sensitive to the enemy. It's a fine balance because with when you're dealing with a spirit, you're not trying to, to coddle the spirit. You're not trying to be, oh, you know, 
if you feel like leaving, then, you know, just leave. No, you have to be firm with spirits. But the person itself, you want their dignity to remain intact. So you have to, and that's even at times. If you're praying with someone, which, you know, I, I know this is more for uh, a platform of ministry, but if you're praying with someone with, and you have a mic, put the mic up if you've got something sensitive to say to someone. It, not everything needs to be amplified. You know, sometimes if you're in a life group, you might say, hey, can I talk to you afterwards? Uh, and, and leave that conversation for afterwards when, when not everybody is sitting there listening. Be sensitive to the person. Um, it can also minimize errors in your life. For instance, uh, decisions that you're making. If you're listening to the voice of the Lord, he can show you. Don't do this. Don't do that. That person's got uh, a jealous spirit. That person's got a greedy spirit. That person's influenced by this spirit. And the, the, you'll end up finding yourself in trouble if you continue to link arms with them. So it's there to protect your business decisions and your decisions even uh, in life, just making decisions, uh, who you marry, things like that. It can also uh, be used for the purpose of, just as Paul was using the, the, the scripture that we read a little bit ago with the Corinthian church, he was trying to protect them from a false apostle. So people can come in and, and preach one thing, sounds great, but they might be off in their doctrine. And so, in fact, I think even Kenneth Hagin uh, made a comment about somebody that had come in and, and was preaching something. And, and by that point, the many people in the congregation loved what the guy preached. And so they were drawn to what he preached. But there was one person in particular, she hadn't been saved for more than a couple of months, but in her spirit, she was like, something's not right. And she was still listening to the Holy Spirit. She hadn't been, you know, and that's why I say you got to be careful that you're not getting uh, too, too uh, heavy in the logic and the reasoning like, well, I already know. There, there was a spiritual discernment she had, and she didn't go back to the meetings. The damage had already been done by that point because many of the people were then following his teaching, and his teachings weren't right. Um, also, to help discern a, pr a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, or a word of wisdom, remember we're supposed to uh, weigh the word and whether or not it resonates with our spirit. Like I said, if something doesn't, put it on the shelf. And it, at some point, if you feel like, okay, that's what that was for, you can bring it back. But there may be some things like it was just off, like that was an off word, and it never resonates. And just leave it be. Um, also, there are, there are people that are actually sent by the enemy to hijack services, to influence the people, to uh, begin to gain their trust, and they will maneuver their way through the church to try to pull uh, people to either their side or pull people into uh, an area or a realm of influencing them. There are witches, there are sorcerers that are actually sent into church services to do this very thing. In fact, there's a, a guy, he used to be a warlock. He's a Christian now, been converted, and so now he, he actually goes around evangelizing Christ. But he says that that was something that he did, and he told step by step exactly how he did it. He would go into a church service, and he would find uh, the, the, the weak links, so to speak. And then they was always trying to get to 
or have influence with those in position of power. And so they would try to uh, find ways to come in to sabotage, to divide, uh, or to cause problems. Now, they can look the look, and then everybody can embrace them and think that they're a Christian when actually they were sent by the enemy to divide the church and to bring the church down. So we can't just assume that everybody that comes in the church doors has a pure heart because that's not always the case, sadly. So we have to be wise as serpents but harmless as doves. Um, and protecting, protecting uh, you entering into a covenant with the wrong person, whether business, relationship, whatever it is. Um, but I, I also want to say, too, like even in the, in the realm of life groups, because I know we have some life group leaders in here, there are times that you may have somebody come into your life groups where for whatever reason, whether it's immaturity or things that they've got going on and they, they, they're hijacking the life group, so to speak, it may not be intentional, but they are. And you as a leader have to learn how to divert that and take uh, authority over that because they could actually, with uh, the things that's going on in them, completely derail the whole life group uh, and people quit coming because of it. They, you know, they may um, vein babbling, where they just babble and talk and they end up 45 minutes later, they're still the one talking and, and nobody else has got to say anything. And, and you have to learn to take authority over that because that's actually, vain babbling is actually a, a spirit too. But what do you do? What do you do when, when you feel like you're dealing with something? First of all, you got to discern whether or not the person is doing it um, divisively on purpose or whether or not they're ignorant of what they're doing. Because there are a lot of people they don't know. They, they don't realize um, what they're doing. There are some people that, that don't realize, like, they're, well, no, I won't say that, never mind. Some might be operating in the flesh, and it might be the spirit of the person, but then there's some that it might be a demonic spirit. So you have to use caution, but you also have to use grace. And you have to discern where it's coming from. So you might have to uh, talk to the person. Um, if you talk to them and, and they're understanding and they have a heart that's, that's for God, they're going to they're gonna be for the same purpose and for the same cause. But if they're rebellious towards that, then and they're they're just like no I'm just I'm gonna this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to do and, and nobody's gonna tell me not to you know and and then you might be dealing with a a rebellion that's going on and if if they're like set to to come against that and they're not coming under authority you have to learn how to how to deal with that you have to discern whether or not it's from past things or whether or not it is a true divisive spirit either way it can have the same effect it might be uh the one might be greater than another but it's still not good so we have to we have to watch those things did you guys have anything else did i hit on a touchy subject no, that's a the, the, <laughs> I was just thinking when you were talking about that. You guys that. been in life groups like that? I'm just saying. <laughs> Even in a, in a service, in a, in a setting of a, of a service, when the gifts flow, um, just say a person randomly stands up and starts prophesying, uh, saying, thus saith the Lord. 
even in those types of situations, like Pastor Miranda said, they can, just because someone says, thus saith the Lord, doesn't mean it's the Lord. And it's important, again, the witness of the Spirit, that you just don't take everything as face value, or someone comes with you and, and says, I have a word for you. You know, you, 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 you really have to stick with your spirit on these things because it, that, and I'm glad she's bringing that out because it is so important that you understand whether it's real, there will always be counterfeit. It doesn't mean you throw it all away because the Holy Spirit wants to help us and wants to lead and guide us. But we, we, we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, the Bible says. So we, we've got to be, we be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. To be wise and to know that there is a real enemy. He wants, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. There are principalities that want, even through innocent, uh, like she said, if a person may not want to uh, hijack a, a meeting or a service, but they can because of their emotions or things that they're doing. Or they may start, the Lord may be want, dealing with them about something, and they feel like it's for the whole church, and it's not. That's where leadership, and that, that's one thing I was going to say is always bring it back to leadership order. The Holy Spirit never causes disorder, and he never causes confusion. Those are both operations of the enemy. So identify that if it's causing unrest, if it's causing disorder, interruption, and it's, it lacks peace, it's probably not the Lord. I'm not going to say probably. It isn't the Lord. Yeah, and that's a very good point because let's take, for instance, a situation. Let's say the person in authority may not be doing something the way that uh, a person thinks they should be. They have a better idea, whatever it may be. Either way, if that person is in authority, you have to let God deal with that person. The best thing for you to do is pray. Pray for them. Because God never comes in and says, you know what? Yes, you're right, and by the Spirit, you were right. Therefore, you trump authority. You can read through scripture time and time and time again. God never backed rebellion. He always honored the, even in Saul's position. Saul was, Saul was wrong. Saul did things that were not right. But God knew that he, or David knew that he wasn't to lay a hand on God's anointed. And he allowed God to deal with Saul. And so don't find yourself in a place where, where just because you might have a revelation of something that you come ag end up setting yourself against God because you're rebelling against the authority. And so that, that's within a life group. That's within a, a church, any structure at all, uh, even, even workplaces. You know, God puts people in positions of authority. Are they perfect? No, they're not going to be perfect. But that's also why uh, you have to, you know, care to choose where you're at because you want to be able to, to to trust the people that are over you for one but second of all uh you know pray for people pray for those that are over you so that you do and are able to live a peaceful life so if there's things that you know there are, there are times we were in a in a service well as it was i think it was maybe year one um in hana when when uh John came back in to do revival services a, a year later. We were just talking about it last night. There was a particular guy that came in, tried to trump the service. He didn't rent the building. He wasn't taking care of anything. He came off the street 
with a demonic spirit and came in and tried to uh, take over the service. And it caused disruption for a, a small bit of time. I mean, it was like the enemy seriously was trying to shut down the service. All at the same time, a car horn is, decides to go off. So right outside, you know, and you got the windows open. It's like, uh, 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 uh. and then you've got these three guys in the back. They're causing a disruption. You've got this guy that's standing up, and and he starts. Uh, he, he's like standing there like this, and and he's trying to like call in tsunamis to take us all out. Like that's what he later said that he was doing. It was insane. And so finally, when he wouldn't sit down, because John told him like sit down or get out. He finally sit down but then a little bit later he gets up and he starts like calling in the tsunami john said take him out so he got bulldozed out of the service well then that bothered three three guys that were from should i say where from from a from a college a christian college and they were they were sitting in the back well they saw that well that should have never happened they shouldn't have ever taken somebody out of service that was unchristian like and so they've got their hands raised in the back and they're trying to disrupt the service. i have a question and so you know pastor Brad at that point moves over and he's like shut up you know and tells them to be quiet it's not their service but the thing is all of this was going on because the enemy was trying to disrupt what was going on in the service. And even one of the ladies from there told me afterwards, I was so afraid. Like, yeah, it caused fear in her because she was like, what is going on? This is nuts. This is crazy. You know, and so it was causing fear in her because all of this stuff was demonic that was trying to take over. But if you don't take authority over it and you just let the devil wreak havoc in a place, then it's going to be nuts. So you have to take authority over those things. And that's why, uh, you know, even if, if somebody like disrupts a service, we'll shut it down many times. Sometimes somebody doesn't know and we'll be, we might say, okay, hold on just a second and go back to them later. But many times people that don't understand authority or if the spirit behind it is trying to disrupt the service then we have to have the position where it's shut down so that's why you see those things happen sometimes because the the authority has to to make sure that the enemy is not going to to reign in the service god is a god of order it's, it's not just otherwise everybody could say that they had some sort of uh, revelation from God or some sort of something from God and you could get some some whacked out people so there has to be discernment and there has to be uh, authority to take charge of that and even if the authority is wrong at times pray for them but also understand that those things are biblical Acts chapter 16 and verse 16 it talks about Paul and the woman that had the spirit, I think you referred to it just a little bit ago there, the spirit of divination. And, and why I wanted to point that out was because she followed Paul for many days. And she wasn't saying, eh, don't listen to these guys. They're a bunch of kooks. She was actually like their best best promoter. She was declaring, they're, these men are from the most high God. They declare the wonderful works of Jesus. I mean, she was, she just put her out there in front of us. She could bring everybody in. But what, where they were at, everybody there knew her. They knew how she operated. They knew she operated by a spirit of divination. So Paul and them, by the discerning of spirits, identified the spirit that was operating, and it kept grieving him. That's what you're talking about. It grieved his spirit. So Paul turned around after this was many days and, and rebuked her and cast the spirit, 
and it ticked off the men who uh, that actually owned her, her masters, because they made money off of her. But you see what, God, what the devil was trying to do was disrupt what Paul was trying to do, because if Paul had just left her alone, she, she's not causing any harm. I mean, she's, she's not saying anything that ain't true. But the, what, how it would have impacted those people there, they, it would, they, they would have never had the breakthrough, even though Paul and, you know, got, got beat for, for casting the devil out of her. But it still caused a breakthrough in that city. And that's another thing, because as I said, the, the, the devil comes as an angel of light. It may appear sometimes he's saying all the right stuff. And you said that before about, you know, a man of God that stood up and he had a familiar spirit, even though he was seemed to be operating in good things and identifying things and seemed like the gift of God. That's why it's so important. Again, you don't, you, your inner witness in your spirit, weigh those things out and judge it that way. The Bible says a righteous man judgeth all things. But again, in submission to the authority and the leadership that's around you. Does anybody have any questions around around this topic tonight? Any questions at all? Hallelujah. Um, but just like with, uh, um, I, like Brother Don said, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's like key, right? Because I remember when I was in where I was at in that darkness and just like it was consuming. It was like there was a time when I was overdosing and I almost murdered and all these things were happening. Like I was just like consumed by like I was just like and when God was drawing me, he was drawing me. But it was just like it was overtaking me. But I remember when I got filled with the spirit, when I cried out and got set free and filled with the fire of God. I remember the next day when I woke up, that darkness was like it was gone. Like when I woke up, I could still feel and I could feel that darkness that had been so close to me, but it was out. It was farther away. Like I felt God's hand. I felt this shield. I felt this protection around me, this globe of like God's power and the in, the in, the darkness that had been so close to me. I could feel it was still there, but it was away. It couldn't get close to me. And I felt invincible like I did. Like I would walk. I was walking around like still in that same. But I felt like, man, I felt so like. I did wasn't carrying weapons anywhere. I, would, I felt such this protection of like this darkness couldn't come near me. It couldn't at that time, like and it, it's gone now. Like, I don't feel it at all now. Like it's it it, it ran right. It, it's completely gone. But I love and it was an awesome teaching. I love. I think the gift discernment, discerning the spirits is fun. And like I I I, I had an encounter with the with um an angel one time and like how you just knew in your spirit and I you know I, it's not something well I just everything's an angel and you just feel angels every day like you don't it's happened one time when I was just worshiping in in my my room but I, I remember like you know when the presence of God comes over you and just like covers you comes out of you because he lives in us but I remember this the presence of God but it was at a distance and when I was in my room I just felt this like this extreme sense of like first it was like I, I felt in my spirit there there's an a, there is an angel in the room and I was just like but then the holiness it was this extreme like holiness like oh and I just had to like fall down and like just but it, and I could feel God's presence but it wasn't like a covering presence it was like a presence far out and almost like how you know I could feel that that the darkness that was out but it was God's presence but it was coming not out and over like it was it was a presence 
from out, you know, that's how I I knew it was an angel. And then just, I'm sorry, just one more. The other day, I don't know if this is discerning service, but just the other day, I was walking out to the dumpster at work on Monday, and I'm just walking, I'm not doing anything, right? I'm just walking out to the dumpster carrying trash, when all of a sudden, I just, in my spirit, I felt God's hand, like, I, I knew in that moment, it stopped me dead in my tracks, that God, at that moment, was watching me, he was protecting me, he was covering me, he was, like, I, you know, we just say, like, God's over us. He's always watching. He's always protecting. Yeah, right? But, like, it was just this, in my spirit, it was just like, and it just stopped me. That I just, like, God was looking down at me at that moment. His hand was on me. And I'm not doing anything special. I'm throwing something away. I didn't need the hand of the Lord on You know what I mean? But I just, I, in my spirit, I felt, and I knew God was looking at me. His hand was on me. His protection on me. It stopped me dead in my tracks. And I'm just like, oh, and I just began praising him because I just felt so strong in the spirit of just, I don't know, but awesome yeah he was revealing himself to you and that is a type of revelation for sure does anybody else have any any other uh questions or comments i want to say one thing and and along with what brother steve was saying there you don't want to there's there's a pendulum and you don't want to shift one way too far or the other way too far in other words where everything's an angel where nothing's an angel. Because the truth of the matter is, the Bible says their angels do always behold the face of the Father. So every person on the face of the earth, if you could see in this room right now, there's angels in this room. Because they're given charge. He said he'll give his angels charge over you. So there are angels that are designated for every human being on the face of the earth. So there are things that are spiritual around us. You go through the city, guess what? There's demon spirits around but we don't get to the point where we, everything, well, I heard a noise. That must have been a devil. You know, so, so but what it is good, I, like I said, I don't want to get over that far with that. They're, they're a little goofy. They think there's a devil everywhere. But I also want to be sensitive and use these gifts the Holy Spirit gives us, the discerning of spirits, to operate and to know, yes, just like Paul said when he was on the ship there, when they were getting ready to shipwreck. He said, there stood beside me this night an angel of the Lord. There was a recognition through the discerning of spirit that an angel was present there, and it brought peace. It brought comfort. He, they, they all sat down and ate at that point. said, don't worry, guys. There's not going to be any life lost. So that, that's why I said don't, don't swing one way too far or the other. Don't look at everything as a devil or an angel, and don't discredit like, well, this is just a, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime. No, it's happening all the time. There are demonic, we live in a natural world, but we also live in a supernatural world. And that supernatural world is, that's why it says we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. That's the angel, angels and demons that are present there. So don't, don't swing one or the other. Balance it through the word of God. Anybody else? No questions? I'll just add this. You know, as, as, as Pastor Marina taught about this tonight, I mean, does, does, do you guys feel like, you know, your awareness around some of this is like, wow, yeah? You know, that, you know I think what you just said, supernatural world, natural world. We, we do live in a supernatural world. You know, and I think that a lot of times we don't think that because we're in our natural, we're in our natural state. So it's like, you know, being mindful Having a God conscience, you know, and being mindful of, of um, spiritual things. 
I can't believe nobody has no, nobody has any questions. Yeah, it's like it's you're discerning the the spirit of God. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I'll say even like the, the gift of faith at times I, where I felt the gift of faith, I, faith, I, that's the presence of God where I there, nobody's going. I know the gift of faith. is. I have the gift of faith on me right now for this. I'm not I'm not I'm moved by the spirit of God in that. So discerning of God's spirit. So we are spirit. God communicates with spirit. But it's typically for the purpose of discerning what what is the right. what is the motive behind a, a person. Um, so it, that's that's typically the purpose. If you're taking notes, how many people are are bringing their no notebooks and stuff? Okay. Okay, guys, come on now. That's all I'm saying. Come on now. Um, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You can read this at home on your own. But Acts uh, 16, 16 through 18 was the story that Brother Don mentioned about um, the girl that was fortune telling and, and uh, crying out that these men are, are of the most high God. Um, that is one example. Paul discerned that she was not uh, operating by the Spirit of God, going around advertising their their meetings for them. In fact, she probably was doing it at very um, irritating times. She probably was, it, it, because it can become a great in your spirit. And I'll say this, people... <laughs> You can even be in a church service and somebody that's saying the loudest amen <laughs> is the is it, they're saying it. They they may sound like they're in, in agreement, but they do the exact opposite and, and it grates your spirit. It's like when they say it, it's like in your spirit it grates you. Because because it's like it's a, a lying spirit, a deceiving spirit that is that they're saying, Amen, Amen. But they're not even doing that, you know. I mean, they're not even following what what is being preached. People do that with tithing, amen. And they haven't given a tithe since 1991. All right, Acts eight nine through twenty four. That was Simon the sorcerer, and Peter perceived that he had a bitter root uh, in him. I'm going to let you guys read these stories. Acts five. You had uh, Peter with Ananias and Sapphira. How did he know that they only brought a portion of uh, the money? He knew by the Spirit of God. He discerned. Acts 13, 16, or sorry, 6 through 12. There's a sorcerer there that was also trying to sway the proconsul. Uh, and he was called the child of the devil and full of trickery and deceit. Also, on the good side, you have Jesus in uh, Matthew 16, 13 through 17. Jesus, when he asks Peter, he says, who do people say that I am? And what did he say? You are the son of God, God, Christ, the son of God. And he said that no man has revealed this to you, Peter, but the father in heaven has revealed this to you. So he was revealing, the father was revealing, God was revealing to Peter who Jesus was 
And so this was a revelation that Peter had. Um, I'll close with this tonight. I, I remember one time we were sitting in a service uh, at Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and if you know anything about his ministry, there's a lot of joy in his ministry. And so uh, joy breaks out there all the time. Well, there was this one particular person, and it was in the middle uh, of preaching. Pastor Adonica was preaching, and this one guy over in one section kept laughing. Now, you got to understand, like, joy is released in that house all the time. But this one was just different. It was it was like it was it was like I said, grading your spirit, like rubbing the cat backwards, you know. And it was just like an irritation. And she, at one point, huh? Rubbing the cat, whatever you call it, rub the with their hair. Cats don't like to be petted backwards. You guys know that have cats, right? Okay, thank you. I don't care. <laughs> So the but she was preaching and finally she she looked at that guy and she said shut up in Jesus name. And because she knew that he she was she knew that he was trying to uh manufacture something for attention and it wasn't coming it wasn't from the spirit of God. And so she shut it down because it was you could just feel it. You could feel it if you were being sensitive to the spirit, you could feel like it's off. It's off. And in your mind you could go, yeah, but joy breaks out here all the time. That's a normal thing. But in your spirit it's like it's off. It doesn't feel right. So pay attention to those things and then ask the Lord if there's something that you need to do in order, even ushers in security, ushers in security in this house. It, that, that's a, a gift that, that you need to pay attention to as well because that discernment, when people come in and we don't know them, and if they're, if they're you know, yeah, you could look at physical signs. They're carrying a backpack. They're wearing a hoodie. They, they walk like this. They got shifty eyes. They, you know, they're digging through their backpack all the time. They got a long coat. Like you could take all these things and go, oh yeah, they, they look the part, but you could take someone that doesn't have any of that, but in your spirit, there, it's like something, something's not right. Minister Lehal did that in, in Morgantown one time when we were up there at the, the church in Morgantown. And there was a particular guy that came in, and um, as soon as they were done with praise and worship, he just went back and sat right down beside him. And, you know, it was, it was taking authority over things because that guy was not going to do anything with Minister Lehal beside him. <laughs> and, but find out uh, at the end of service, yeah, he had killed I don't know how many people, and he had been in prison, and uh, he was, did he have a gun with him there? I think he had a gun on him, too. Okay. Yeah, it's part of a gang. So God gives us a sensitivity for a purpose and a reason. So praise the Lord. We are 
protected and we, we need to pay attention to those things. So it's not there just for one reason, it's there for many reasons, for protection, for guidance, for uh, truth, to not make um, commitments we shouldn't with, with people or uh, certain companies, whatever it is, but making sure that we are walking in truth and in light and, and taking the safest uh, path of righteousness that God wants us to take.